0: Everybody likes a good Christmas story. And uh, Prof Nauman started us out with Dickens yesterday. And so I'm going to tell you another one. And the Christmas story that I'm going to tell you, I call this, the, uh, I call this Christmas story, I call it the story of Francis. And Francis, he could be a very intimidating person, especially to children. Francis talked very loudly, and he was difficult to understand, and he wore these really thick glasses, so you couldn't always see his eyes very clearly uh, through his glasses. It was like looking through magnifying lenses. Francis couldn't hold his neck straight. Kind of, he stood like this kind of all the time, um, He was a grown man, but he did not have a grown man's mind. He walked everywhere in town, uh, but the town didn't think that much of him. He started showing up then around church. He started walking over for service on Sunday mornings, and he walked over on Wednesday nights. Um, He learned about Jesus. He learned the familiar Bible stories that we all learn in Sunday school and on our mother's laps. One afternoon, there was a loud noise coming from over at the church the whine of a small engine. And it could be heard down the block. And it's Francis with a lawnmower. And he's mowing the church lawn. Nobody asked him to do that. And nobody knew he was coming. The mower stopped and he came over to the pastor and he said, now you've got to pay me. The pastor said, how much? Francis says, two dollars. That was, coincidentally or not, that was the going rate of a pack of cigarettes at the time. The good news was that Francis had given the church a really good deal on lawn mowing, The bad news was that Francis only mowed part of the lawn. Remember those thick glasses? Well, he couldn't see the edges of the yard. And so he would just mow the center. He also couldn't see where the in-ground sprinkler nozzles were. And so green plastic shards would spray out of the side of his mower whenever he took one out. The mower mowed everything. Even the artificial turf square that covered the basement landing got mowed twice a month. Francis kept coming to church, though. One day, wearing an old surplus military uniform. That was the Sunday that he saluted everybody that came within 10 feet. The pastor got it up at communion. The ushers got it when they showed him to his seat. He saluted everybody when he left the church. The day came when Francis could take his first communion. The pastor asked him beforehand what he had learned about it. What do we get with the bread, Francis? Body. What do we get with the wine? Blood. Whose body and blood? Jesus. Why? Forgive sins. Francis knew. He knew. And he believed. And he confessed. When the congregation recited the Apostles' Creed, you could hear Francis. Because he always came in a word late at the end of every sentence. An unmistakable soul. I believe in God the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth. Earth! He descended into hell. Hell! He rose again from the dead. Dead! That was about the timing of it. Odd at first. But after a while... Everyone in the congregation would just stop at the end of each phrase, and you'd all wait for Francis. The years passed, and different pastors came and went. Francis stayed, until that inevitable Sunday when the congregation paused during the Apostles' Creed, and there was silence. The Lord had taken Francis home. And that's your Christmas story. But where's the Christmas? You say. It didn't even have the baby Jesus in it. Oh, but this is a Christmas story. It's the same Christmas story Jesus' own mother told in Luke 1, verse 48. He has looked with favor on the humble state of his servant. Another translation reads like this. He has taken note of me even though I am not considered important. You see, when the father sent his own son into the world to be born, an infant small, he did not send him to the most intelligent the most wealthy, the most well-connected, the most important. He sent him to shepherds, watching their flocks by night, to an unknown mother from the backwater village of Nazareth who gave birth in a stable because there was no room anywhere else, to a ragtag bunch of fishermen on the shores of Galilee, The Father sent him to people like Francis, to people like you and me. He has taken note of me even though I am not considered important. Look at us. Who are we really? Maybe we can do some things that Francis couldn't. Maybe we can mow along without grinding up the sprinklers, But in the end, are we any more important in the world than he was? Aren't we sinners, too, who struggle with shame, with an inability to do things the right way? People who long for the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come. Aren't you a lot like Francis? Just happy to know that a Savior was born for you. Happy to know that God noticed you, as small and as insignificant as you are. Just happy he sent a child to Bethlehem to give you everlasting life. If you ever feel small and wonder if God could possibly be noticing you, isn't it then that you should remember this Christmas story? Mary's story, Francis's story, your story. He has taken note of me, even though I am not considered important. I don't have a picture of Francis to show you. I maybe have one somewhere in my boxes, and I'll show you if I ever run across it. But you'll see him in heaven minus the thick glasses and the crooked neck. And maybe, just maybe, you'll hear him shouting amen at the throne of the Lamb, a few seconds after everybody else. Not because he can't say it in unison this time, but because he is echoing God's praises through all eternity. May we praise him there. Hymn 92 Verse 3, hymn 92, verse 3.